I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Ringer NFL Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Kevin Clark. Off-season edition, joined by Nora Princiati. Nora, hello. Hello, Kevin. And Stephen Ruiz, who just, who before we logged on, said he's a little bit rusty. He's not potted in two weeks. Do you remember how to talk, Stephen? No. No. <laughs> that was my attempt. That was my acting attempt, by the way. That was my, that was my acting debut. Can we knock the rest off? Wow. Okay. Um, so we're going to do a couple of different things here. We're going to react first. We're going to do an off-season predictions pod. And then one of the topics was Aaron Rodgers. Then Aaron Rodgers put an Instagram post on on Monday night that everybody overreacted to. On Tuesday, he joined Pat McAfee. Nora has been in a recording, has not heard any of the Pat McAfee update. And uh, Nora, you'll be surprised to learn. I did a two-hour podcast with Danny Heifetz and I came yeah. out and just the whole world of of Aaron Rodgers had changed and I'm gonna be honest with you Kevin I would love it if you and Steven could like explain this to yeah. me because I tried to catch up really fast um but then there were all of these words like a, a, about a cleanse and I yeah. did not get there I don't know what happened I would please explain I wouldn't look too deeply into the cleanse if I were you because I did don't. and I I do not enjoy the mechanics of it um the update is there is no update so on monday night he posts his instagram post it says it's, it's gratitude he shouts a bunch of people out i didn't think much of it and what i realize now is we're just going to overreact to everything he does and i i guess i should have seen this coming but like there was a photo of Devonte adams and randall cobb and Rogers normally stands in the middle of those two guys. He found a photo from Kansas City, which is the game obviously he missed, and he posted it. And everybody was like, "Whoa! Like he's the missing. He's missing from this photo. Why, what's going on here?" And he explained today on McAfee that that he, that photo just brought tears to his eyes um, because he, he likes those guys. He's two of his, his best friends. Um, he said there was going to be no update on his feature, no news. Um, it was basically just like a, a gratitude post. And I guess that's this is where we are, Stephen. In the in the offseason news cycles that every time Aaron Rodgers posts. And by the way, there are Packers fans who were like, this is kind of what he does. You know, like, I think he just kind of has a couple glasses of scotch and just posts, like, you know, aim away messages. Like, I don't think that this is, this. Is, I don't think everything has to be a referendum of what he's going to do next year. Stephen, what do you think? No, yeah, and I know I'm deranged because I spent, like, 20 minutes trying to uh, Google search images for that specific image to figure out what he searched to find it. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And there's no watermark on it. Does he have like a photo wire service? Well, it's possible a, te- a team photographer took it. Possibly. So that he would That's have an in on that. I don't but know. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we don't, we've never had an NFL character quite like this. Like uh, a guy, I, I'm trying to think of an equivalent from another sport. Maybe Kevin Durant, maybe Kyrie Irving for various reasons. Who's extremely online. Yeah, extremely online. And like we hang on every post. Name another I mean, we, we NFL do this, poster. We do this with LeBron, but it's completely different. It's like LeBron like posts a photo of him like eating dinner, and everybody's like, 
LeBron and Bronny enjoy a dinner and we have to freak it's out Taco about it Tuesday. that way. It's Taco Tuesday. Like for a year, people like I would get ESPN push alerts who were like, LeBron celebrates Taco Tuesday. And it's like, okay, cool. Excellent. Um, LeBron's gotta, doing Taco Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers is coming off a week of enemas. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I No, I think he probably should have been locked in on this McAfee thing. He really... They really I got in there. So there's a couple of things that uh, that are worth mentioning. Number one is that McAfee kept saying there's no way you retire. And Rodgers just kind of slyly smiled. I don't think he's going to retire. So Ian Rappaport was actually on the show before Rodgers. McAfee is the only source of NFL information right now. Like that's a, to be, it's, either, it's either players on McAfee telling people what they're going to do or insiders on McAfee right before that. So Rappaport said that he doesn't think that, that Rodgers is going to get traded. He thinks he's either going to retire or come back. And that kind of um, dovetails with uh, what a lot of the insiders said on Super Bowl Sunday, which is his optimism. Rodgers himself met with uh, Gutenkunz, Lafleur, Russ Ball, who controls the, the money there, uh, and basically said it, it's it's positive and, and there's been real honest conversations. And he said it, it's, quote, much different. The meetings have been much different than they've been in the past. Um, he also said, quote, I'm not going to hold anyone hostage on this. Uh, and he also said he loves the game and he can still play and it's given him a lot. And the, the toe injury right now is the only lingering problem. Um, Tom Silverstein, who covers the Packers and does a great, great job and has been there forever in Green Bay, said on Twitter, welcome to Brett Favre too. And, and I, I don't know if it's going to reach those levels, Nora, what do you think about kind of the timetable of the next couple of months? Well, well, I think um, Rogers has said a bunch of times that he's, like, he's not going to hold them hostage. He's going to make a decision. The uh, thing is, I believe him in that because it works in his best interest as well because there are real logistical things that are set up where if he's going to go somewhere else, he absolutely should do it now because the Packers are set up to get something in return. And because of that, Rodgers is going to have the best chance at controlling where he ends up. And if he wants to do that or if he thinks that that's a realistic possibility, he is incentivized to figure it all out so that, you know, the musical chairs don't start getting butts in seats, right? Like, so yeah. that as many options are, are open as possible. That I do believe. Pretty much everything else, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm out on the prognostications. I will, I will watch McAfee, I suppose, in the coming weeks, see what we hear. <laughs> I, he's... Rogers to me seems like he's doing, I don't know what the opposite of concern trolling is, but the type of like, you guys, I am so good right now. Like you're mad about how good I am, like how great I'm doing, how at peace I am with my life and the world. And once he told Kevin Van Valkenburg that he like staged a bookshelf behind him in one of his early McAfee appearances and put like Atlas shrugged there so that people would freak out. Yeah. That was the moment I decided to just like let all of this wash over me and see what happens. Everything he does is on purpose. And so that's what makes this more complicated than, than most is every interview he grants, everything he says, every topic he addresses. Go ahead. So here's the problem. I have some experience with, this type of behavior from a public person, because do you want to know someone else who did everything on purpose for uh, I, 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 a have long you done, time have you in done the public a long, eye? Have you done a long podcast series about her? Yes. <laughs> is it, is it's it, Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, I thought it was Danny Heifetz. I'm sorry. I thought it was Danny here's, Heifetz. You here's and Danny the Heifetz problem. 
here's the problem. Taylor Swift is now incapable of posting on social media, wearing a specific color to an event, tweeting, using certain words without a horde of people searching for things that they can use as clues. Mm. Now, it's possible that Aaron Rodgers chose that photo from the Chiefs game because he is Aaron Rodgers and there are no accidents with Aaron Rodgers. It is also possible that that has been the case for so long that now actually there are accidents with Aaron Rodgers right. because everything is assumed well, to have deep significance and it's impossible to tell. I think we're I think we're giving him too much credit. I really think we're giving I, him too much credit. I, I this agree. is a guy that teased the haircut and then it turned out to be a John Wick costume. Like everyone was speculating. No, the, about that is what yeah, I'm saying. Like free, some of this bar, may actually be meaningless. But 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 Stephen, we're kind of making the same point. The bar is so low for for him to impress everybody that every when the John Wick costume came out, everybody was like, "This guy's just doing it right." And it's like, well, okay, it's it's John Wick. I would also say, Nora, it's actually a bit like like Stanley Kubrick, where he puts he puts so many things in his movies that wore a message, but then there was this entire cult of people who were like, "Oh, this is also a message," and it's like, no, no, it's just like it wasn't. Just What's that carpet. documentary called? Carpet. Like the uh, room, room two thirty seven. Yeah, we should do that with uh, with Rogers with Aaron Rodgers' Instagram posts. We're getting yeah. there. It's like a couple. So last year, Taylor Swift accidentally some of her people accidentally didn't. Um, they had an old watermark on a sample version of an album cover and it Uh-oh. accidentally got posted. And incredibly quickly, hordes of people on the internet had decided that it was all a clue that there was a surprise album coming and it wasn't true. But when you behave like that for such a long time, what are people supposed to do other than look for clues? Here's my, here's my other observation. He wears a lot of graphic tees that you could buy at Old Navy. I don't think this is a yeah. guy that's as complex as we're making him out. He's wearing an office gra- graphic T-shirt. Well, also, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody because I actually wrote, we talked about, he and I talked about that T-shirt and I wrote it up in August or whatever. But like The Office is a pretty, pretty widespread popular show. Like we can't act like it's not, not exactly a deep cut. Yeah, we can't act like he's really into like, you know, early 2000s hardcore that's, or something. That's what I'm saying. Part of this community that, yeah. It's not so, even the British office. It's not even the British office. And I also feel like the British office has been somewhat disrespected by the American office cult, but that, that's different. Um, I also want to just say I really like the Pat McAfee show. It's just fun. And there were people who were, they were near, kind of near us at Radio Row, and there was just a lot of clapping, and I kind of feel like we need more clapping in, uh, in sports media. You loved the clapping so much. <laughs> I, I, I would it. like Pat McAfee to wear sleeves, but I am impressed no, with no. his... No, how his don't star kill has the vibe. risen. That's his, that's his look. Why are you shaming his look? I, I, I would like to kill the vibe. I'd like a vibe shift. Actually, I don't, I'm invoking a vibe shift. On Pat McAfee? Towards sleeves? It's just like sleeves, you know? No, I'm in. I'm in on the whole vibe. I, I've, I don't know Pat McAfee at all. I've never met him. The closest I've been is I have a 10-second Pat McAfee story, which is that I was in Indy a couple of years ago. I think he was a player then. And I was, I had to sit in the lobby of, I think the Western in Indianapolis doing something. And he happened to be in the lobby. I have no idea why he was there, but the big 10 volleyball tournament or some big 10 volleyball thing was happening in Indy. And there were these two Michigan parents who were sitting next to Pat McAfee and McAfee was just like, tell me about Michigan volleyball. And they were like, really, they were getting in the weeds and he was getting in the weeds. He was getting really excited with Michigan volleyball. And I was like, oh my God, I love Michigan volleyball. It was the most earnest thing I've ever been around. I'm just saying like, what is, what's going on with the Colts punter? He's just so into Michigan volleyball right now because he met these two random parents. 
I don't. It was, I've never been an, around an athlete like Pat McAfee. I've never met him. But he's big on enthusiasm. Yeah, I, he's just classic. It's the secret sauce. I watched the McAfee stand-up video on YouTube. Thought it was going to be bad because he's an athlete. Pretty good. Also, I pretty hi- good. I highly recommend googling Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Fred Jackson roast. Very good set by Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way. Have you been so in the two weeks since you've been potting? You've just been looking up stand-up comedy from NFL athletes. <laughs> That's all I've been looking up. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on. So it's a, this is the first question in our off-season predictions, and it's about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers makes a decision on his future that lasts the over-under is April 28th, Nor Princiati. Yeah, well, so I sort of already, I guess I alluded to this in my answer to your first question, but I, I would go under. Um, I, originally, you know, free agency starts uh, March 16. Originally, he said he would do that. Then I think he kind of walked that back a little bit, but still at a certain point, landing spots go away and whether he intends to to use those or not, he's the incentive structure makes it so that Aaron Rodgers would want to figure out what he wants to do sooner than that. I, I would go under two. And I think it the longer he waits, the more likely he is to be traded, but I don't think he's going to get traded. I traded? think he has to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get traded. I'm saying if he waits longer, but I think yeah. it's, I think he should commit sooner rather than later because the Packers do have a lot of work to do this offseason in terms of like restructuring contracts and getting under the cap and being able to sign players in free agency. And if that's what he wants, he wants to be a Super Bowl contender and keep this team together. He's got to do it sooner rather than later. Steve, why do you think if the longer it goes, the more likely he is to not be traded? I, I kind of feel it. Oh, I no, kind of no, feel trade differently. It. I trade it. I think it's more like the longer he's... it gets drawn out, the more likely it is that he is traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're okay. agreeing. Okay. Cool. I think he's going to come back, and I also think that this is a weird thing to say. I think that it's possible that at some point he tells Brian Gutenkunst and Russ Ball and Matt Lafleur that he's coming back, and doesn't tell the general public, and it never leaks, and he gets to draw this out a little bit like isn't that the best scenario for the Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers I think that's already happened to be honest I already think (laughs) that conversation happened I mean the Tom Clements hire getting bringing back the QB coach I think like they're gonna sign Jake Kumaro in like a week and that's gonna clinch it it, it, it's kind (laughs) of like it's kind of like the the Sean McVay thing where it's like Sean McVay was like like reaching out to guys to be the OC obviously after Kevin O'Connell left and then like a week later it's like he might retire and it's like well I don't know he's building a staff for next year so i think it seems like he's not gonna retire um but yeah no he did i become I, like the quarterback who cried retirement at a certain point yeah so, he's gone through like, that I before don't... yeah but you can only go through it so many times tell that to ben roethlisberger yeah i was gonna say the limit does not <laughs> the limit doesn't exist he can just keep doing this for a long time I, I think the limit does exist if you're like doing an hour on mcafee a week or whatever let me ask you a question so there were what one hundred and twenty thousand people watching on mcafee today uh live when when rogers was on there like what at what if he if he just kept this up for the entire like until the draft do you think those numbers would appreciably go down by like april 15th because i don't <laughs> oh i kind of do he would have to play it up on social media like him just like sticking to the routine of just showing up every week without teasing it i think numbers would go down but if he teased it like he did last yeah. night but I don't think he was teasing. I think it was just like an Instagram three weeks post. in a row. Oh, no, yeah, I don't think he was either. I think he was just very sentimental yeah. last night. Yeah. Okay, but whether it was intentional or not, 
right? Like he posts on Instagram and that had something to do with why the appearance on McAfee got that number. If he does that exact same thing three weeks in a row and then the, then like goes on and goes, yeah, no, I'm figuring it out. There's a certain portion of that population that tunes in for the first one that is not tuning in for the fourth one. To his credit, he did come out right away and say, I'm not, I'm not telling you guys anything about my future. So don't stick around. I don't know if you said that part, but I clicked out. I yeah, don't but know then, he gave us, then he gave us, <laughs> he gave us cleanse content. Yeah, I got the highlights from Twitter. That's I w- true. I mean, look, if he's, if he's going to keep, keep going into that stuff, he might get a whole new population of listeners and viewers to tune in. That's a tough market to break into. The wellness market, the goop market. What if he just Aaron Rodgers is like goop? That's, that seems like so not outside the realm of possibility. Tom Brady, Tom Brady did that? Or, I don't think Tom Brady did that. I don't think the TB12 method is male goop. I don't think that's correct. And what that is, it's not nearly as successful. Yeah, but it's also just does, it has different vibes. Like, I feel like TB12 is more just like, I'm just a workout regimen. Goop is like a lifestyle. Goop is no, more, it's a lifestyle. Like, I, th- I think, yeah, no, I, 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 I disagree with that. And I also think Tom Brady would. Yeah, you haven't read the book. I'm sure he'd like it to be male goop, but it's not going to work. When he first came out with the book, he pitched it to like farmers and like graphic designers. I was like, who is this book for? Who farmers is and graphic designers? Yeah, look it up. That's like from the Those press. Two release. big demos. <laughs> right. He says it's for That's everybody. A wide net. Uh, anything else in Aaron Rodgers before we get to the second topic? I, I, I mean, at what point do we start brand. feeling bad for Jordan Love? And have they given up on him? Is he just done? I, he... Should they trade Jordan Love? Probably. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, at this point, like, you've shown no faith in him. And we all watch the Chiefs game. Like, we know what's up. They're not going to get oh a lot for So, I think you just give... It's year three. He's not going to play. I mean, you already wasted the first round pick. Like, we don't have to pretend. Question number two. Over under quarterbacks taken in the first round. I'm setting this... So, a lot of mocks have two... A lot of mocks have three. I've seen some mocks with four. I'm setting it at three and a half only because I feel like the number always rises. Kind of we've talked about this. Coaches get involved. And, oh, here comes Sam Howell. Hey, great pro day. All that shit. Like teams talk themselves into it. Steven Ruiz was excited about this question because he wants to plant a flag in a prospect. Um, not literally. Um, but we'll start with you, Nora. I would just always go over. There's just yeah, no circumstance ten. under which I'm not going over it with this one. Right. <laughs> Uh, I need, we need to like, we need to let, I need to give the floor to Steven. Yeah. Okay. Like we're just not, we'll we'll go through the first round possibilities, but Steven, you have the floor to, uh, to, to stake a claim in a, in a prospect. I'm a, I'm a Malik Willis guy. I'm not afraid to admit it. There's a lot of people out there who I, who I respect their opinions. They're film grinders. They're draft opinion havers. They don't like Malik Willis in my group chats. I get laughed at. They call me dumb. They call Malik Willis a, like a, a running back, a wide receiver. I think he's the best thrower in the in the draft, and I don't even think it's close. I I'm not getting excited by uh, Desmond Ritter. That seems to be the like, the consensus draft Twitter QB one. He's Ryan Tannehill. He's Ryan Tannehill. I can't get excited for Ryan Tannehill. Meanwhile, Malik Willis 
second best runner to enter the league besides Lamar Jackson. He is Lamar Jackson. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not that fast. He's not that shifty. But he's like 80% of what Lamar Jackson is, which I think is something you could build an offense around. We just saw the, the Eagles make the playoffs with Jalen Hurts. He could throw the football way better than Jalen Hurts. Like the Eagles win that game against the Bucs if Jalen Hurts could throw. Malik Willis can make those throws. Can I push back on one thing? If Ryan Tannehill's career was available in the draft, he would go in the first round. A million percent. Uh, he went in the first round and he got traded uh, by the team that drafted him for nothing. I, after after he kept getting hurt, I'm just saying that, that. And also, by the way, like that that team would probably, all things considered, like to have kept Ryan Tannehill. Would be my guess. Oh, oh, I am. I'm a Ryan Tannehill defender. At least I was in Miami. I thought he was underrated, but I'm not taking Ryan Tannehill with a top ten pick. No, not I will take him pick. the first round. I don't think oh, so. So, so Daniel Jeremiah. Let's just do this. Daniel Jeremiah has two quarterbacks going in the first round. Kenny Pickett at 18, Malik Willis at 20. Does that seem right to you? Malik Willis to the Steelers, Kenny Pickett to the Saints. No, I think both will be top 15 picks by the end of it. It seems like Malik Willis got hype after the Senior Bowl. Apparently, he yes. killed the Senior Bowl. Yes. And I think that's only going to continue when he interviews and when he starts throwing at his pro day. I think that's really going to help him. I would not be surprised if he's a top 10 pick, to be honest with you. And I, I think Ritter's worth taking a flyer on in the top 15. I just wouldn't take him in the top 10. So, wait. Our sounds- Danny Kelly has four but going in the first round. It sounds like, but it sounds like you have a lot of quarterbacks going in the first round, Ruiz, because you, it, is Matt Corral a, a first round pick here? No. Okay, no, so I think Kenny, a- Pickett, Kenny Pickett will be one. I don't think, I think the Panthers are drafting Kenny Pickett. Not to spoil another question later in, in the draft, uh, Tepper was a uh, the owner was a pit booster. Uh, Matt Rule recruited him. I, that's enough right there. Those two guys, that's enough for them. That checks both the boxes they're looking for. Like I recruited him out of college, and I'm vaguely like have some relation to him. That's enough for the Panthers. He, he's not getting past six, in my opinion. I think what he's going to be a Panther. What about Sam Howell? Uh, he's like injured Baker Mayfield, but even worse to me, like as an NFL prospect, I can't get excited about him. Like he has no process in the pocket at the first sign of pressure. He just starts scrambling. He takes a ton of sacks for a guy that's, that's been in that offense for a while. And like, theoretically he would be like, you know, better at the process stuff and get rid of the ball quickly. No, not with him. And they run a bunch of RPOs. I don't know how you're taking so many sacks when you literally only have a second to throw the ball. So I I can't see it with Sam Howell. I went to the Miami UNC game and Sam Howell had a big run and kind of celebrated. I happened to have, you know, been in the front row. Uh, he kind of celebrated in my face and I'm trying to get over that as a prospect evaluation. Is that is that a positive or a negative for you? It's I'm not feeling great about it. See, he's I'm just too big. Ba- it. It's Baker adjacent. That's Baker adjacent behavior right there. I, I'm actually You're his cowherd. I you're think cowherd. I'm overrating him because I want to be neutral on him because of how mad I was at that. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's very... No, it does, because it's very easy to become a hater, especially now that you've said this in public, that you got publicly owned by Sam Howell. Extremely, extremely publicly owned. You're pulling an Aaron Rodgers. You're looking at at the haters and being like, I'm so okay with this. I'm not upset at all. It's not influencing my opinions at all. I'm good. Man, Sam Howell. Do, 
What a do you own any graphic t-shirts from Old Navy? Like a 30 Rock shirt? <laughs> I don't. I have a couple of Miami graphic t-shirts, like the old logos. That's about it. I was wearing one in this particular scenario. Maybe that's why he celebrated in my face. Um, games Tom Brady plays in 2022, 0.5 is the over-under. Hello, Nora. Hello. Zero. That man is retired. He's going to go work on mail goop. He already made it. Doesn't need it. He already did it. He can play again. (laughs) Well, apparently it needs some work. Bill, I was on with Bill last week and he is completely convinced that he's going to go to the Niners. He's obviously still under contract with the Bucks. Seemed like he was, I thought he was retiring. Bill's theory is that he he was saying goodbye to the Bucks. Um, Obviously the Bucks need compensation in that scenario. I think he's retired. It makes sense that he's retired. It'd be very weird if he wasn't retired and he was just like, I'm back. Now, just read the Instagram post. Like, if it's if we're just going to have an offseason of quarterbacks communicating through Instagram posts, I might move to Antarctica. Um, but the way I did that, that in aside, my dream last night. You did that in your dream. I moved. I took a gondola to Antarctica. Uh-huh. But it didn't have to do with quarterbacks. Mm. Stephen, Tom Brady? For, uh, for the sake of content, I'll take the over. I'll, I'll say he plays one game with the 49ers and then retires after one game. Like, no, of course he's, <laughs> so, of course he's not going to so play. What is the question like, is this? Genuine question about this. Yeah. And I, I love that Bill has like gone hard on this theory. But I, are we building into this, this idea that he might play for San Francisco? Like, how badly do we think that Tom Brady wants to be a 49er at some point? I, I don't think he cares about this all that much. I, I mean... He grew up a 49ers fan. He was at the catch. I think he's got yeah, some. Then he was the greatest yeah. quarterback of all time. Yeah, but like, I, so he and Rodgers are both fueled by the fact that the 49ers passed on them. And I, my question is like, doesn't it make you want to play for them less that you were pissed off at them for 20 years? I, I think it does. I think he and Rodgers are fueled by things like that because he and Rodgers, part of why they are so good is that they seek out things to be fueled by and to uh-huh. continue to be fueled by even long after they would really truly spark that reaction if those guys were not actively searching for things to just like kind of ramp up how irked they are about X, Y, or Z. I I just don't think that putting on that jersey and suiting up for a day is super meaningful to, to Brady. So my question about this is just like, if anyone is to take the over here, what is he getting out of doing it? And if the answer well, is like a childhood thing, then uh, I'm at least comfortable with taking the other you're, side. You're overlooking the very obvious reason for him going to San Francisco. Dunking on Jimmy Garoppolo? No. Yes. Inve- Winning a oh. Super Bowl. That honestly, like that, and getting them a Super Bowl. Yeah, after he failed. But I would like put the 49ers on like a top five list of teams that make the least sense for Tom Brady. Like they're the only team in the NFL that has two starting quarterbacks right now. And they're going to bring in a third. Yeah, I know. <laughs> too many, too many cooks. Um, I, I would also say that if there's a reason that he would want to play, it's because he's addicted to football and he wanted to play until he was 50. And then he was all of a sudden like, oh, I'm done. That, that's Bill's kind of argument, right? I, I think that like could've... starts to go away when you're 45 years old and playing the most violent sport there is. Also, like he could keep just keep playing for the Bucks. Yeah, but the Bucks are in a weird spot right now. I don't know. I don't know. I got. I. I don't know. This is. This was not. I thought he was retired until people started saying he wasn't. He might not be retired, and now it's a. Now it's a content question. 
I'm going under. We're all going under. Except Steven, who kind of who thinks he's going to sign a one a one game contract with San Francisco. All right, uh, let's set some odds here. Star quarterback most likely to be traded before training camp. Steven? I'm going with Russell Wilson. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's like a 20% chance it's going to happen. But who are the other star quarterbacks we're considering? Is it just Rogers, Rogers and Kyler? And, and Kyler Murray, yeah. Yeah, I don't think either of those. It's I I, I feel Kyler. like the Kyler stuff is just the beginning stages of like a contract negotiations. It's been like a little weird, but I think that's what this is like. Man, those are some pretty weird contract negotiations. <laughs> hey, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say what. What I'm if your ringer contract negotiation started off like that? Just like kind of did. No, they Andrew didn't. Andrew Marchand just tweeting out that. Steven Ruiz is immature and petulant, like Chris Mortensen did a couple weeks ago. Wait, Chris, he said that about me? Or Kyler? Uh, he said that about Kyler. Uh, I was going to have to I was gonna have to tweet back at uh, Chris Mortensen, a little clapback. <laughs> I think clear. you would have heard, dude, I think you would have heard if Mort had tweeted that about you. Mort follows me. Yeah, I probably would have got he like a notification on my phone. He's never tweeted, yeah, he's never... He's never tweeted that about any of us, from what I understand. Steven Ruiz is so busy beefing with everyone over Malik Willis takes that he misses that he's been just like had his character assassinated. Yeah, by Morton. No, it was, it was. I did, I, didn't Mort call Kyler? Uh, didn't he say that the, the sources say he's like a finger pointer? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. No, I was too busy watching NFL stand up acts <laughs> to, to pay attention to Kyler. Oh, man. Mort's really coming at me. Anyway. <laughs> Check out Ronnie Brown Back doing to a this tight roast. five. <laughs> All right, uh, I'd listen to a wild a wildcat bit by Ronnie Brown. I'm sure Ronnie Brown's got five minutes of material on him. Um, Nora, mm-hmm. anybody getting traded? Actually, no. Sorry, I, I think it's different question. Who's most likely to be traded? Yeah, so I have a different answer for those two questions, but I, I still think Rogers is most likely to get traded. I think when they they redid the contract they paved the way and if it's going to happen now is when it makes the most sense to do it. I, I still think the best thing, the objective best thing for all sides would be for him to stay, but things have been weird for a long time and they were so weird last year that they tweaked his deal so that it, it would make sense for him to be traded and he would have the control that he would need to do um, to do that in a way that he was comfortable with this offseason. That is not unlike what Brady did, essentially, where now he had to do it through free agency, but needed to kind of do the holdout conflict with the team thing to get some leverage to restructure his contract. In Brady's case, it was buying his way into free agency. In Rodgers' case, it made it so that, you know, the out exists this season if it's going to happen in a way where it's mutually beneficial to both sides. Again, I still think he stays, but I think there's just more of a clear path with Rodgers than anybody else. So I'm in agreement that no star quarterbacks get traded. I'd say at this point, only because I, I know we all collectively know so little about it. I would actually, if I was setting odds, actually say that Kyler has has the best chance. It's all extremely remote. Like the other franchises, I think are kind of resolute and just being like, whatever. I think that Kyler, I just don't know what to expect there. 
Um, and I, Arizona's a weird franchise. Like, they already hired Cliff Kingsbury, so, like, sticking Cliff, with Clings, Cliff Kingsbury's already kind of a strange, like, we're already kind of down that road. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm just putting that in that I have no idea what the hell's going on in Arizona, Pyle. I'm super with you in this, in the sense that the vibes are just, like, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My thing with Kyler is just, given how they acquired him, right, and moving on from Rosen and that whole thing, Having this not work with a quarterback of Kyler Murray's age and caliber, like that is a super fireable offense. And the people who would have to agree to trade him would be the people under the microscope for doing it. I just, it's just hard for me to feel like that could happen. I think the one thing with the the Russ trade is I think it would be harder for the Seahawks to trade him. Because Russ is not like a normal quarterback. Like he's a quarterback that takes yeah, you don't the offense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking about on the field. Uh, and he like transforms the offense. It's like it, yeah. the offense has to be what it was for the Bengals this year, where it was just like all explosive plays and getting sacked. Like that's the offense that it's inevitable. Like we've seen different coordinators in Seattle and it always comes back to that type of offense. And I don't think coaches around the league necessarily want that type of quarterback. Like you, like when Andy Benoit did the the Matthew Stafford is better than Russell Wilson thing, he I think he was getting info from coaches and coaches like like a quarterback goes one to two to three through his progressions and gets rid of the ball and Russell Wilson has never been that never will be that. Wow, um, he also signed a sandwich on Slow News Day. He also good. he also sold bread that was shaped like a football. Yes, he he's got some thoughts on bread. Listen, bread is everybody was making bread during the pandemic and he was selling it and shaping it. It's fine. Um, all right. Best free agent who actually switches teams. Steven. Uh, I'm going to say Von Miller. Oh. I don't think a lot of free agents are going to switch teams. I think the receivers may have, but then a bunch of them got torn ACLs at the end of the year. And it's sure. like it took out the top three free agent receivers. Taron Armstrong is another one, but I I don't know if he's like has the yeah. star power. He's like the probably the best player. I think Tron Armstead. I think Tron Armstead is is the best player who can switch teams. I just don't think yeah. he's that the, was the also most, my answer. I don't think he's the most famous player who's going to switch teams. Like the yeah. Saints, he, I think he's the best. You had Stephen. You had a great piece about uh, the the quarterbacks Wilson and Rogers kind of controlling everything this week, and and in it you had a link about the PFF intern who did the effective cap space thing. And essentially, like, I mean, it's a great graphic for the the cap is in real situation um, because of just how how many teams can free up like $40 million with like two little restructures. But at the end of the day, like the Saints, Saints are really over the cap and it's going to be really hard for them to fit a, a $60 million, I mean, $20 million a year plus contract. When you think about all the teams that need, and obviously the franchise tag is what it is. And if they can figure that out, more power to them. Um, but when you consider the teams that are going to be desperate for OL help, like Tron Armstead might get overpaid. Yeah. And I would say this about the Saints. They probably could re-sign Armstead if they wanted to, but we're at the point where they shouldn't. Like, enough. Enough of the kicking the can down the road and restructuring people. Like, give it up, the Saints. It's time to move on. It's time to rebuild. I also think he might not be able to be franchise tagged because of what they did with Void Years on his contract. So I actually that think true? that's not an option. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, 
good to know. Um, that's why I haven't. I was like, why? Why is this not like you know, like Devon on those hundred top one hundred lists? It's all like Devonte Adams number one. It's like is Devonte Adams really a free agent? No, he's going to be franchise no. tagged. Um, so it is. It is what it is. In twenty sixteen, he signed a five year, sixty five million. His Armstead signed a five year, sixty five million dollar contract extension. Um, don't we can we can look into that that uh the franchise tag stuff a little bit later. Um, all right, Nora, what's your answer? Armstead. I, I had Armstead as well. Okay. Also, Cincinnati Bengals, come on down. Well, I've also seen the Dolphins mocked there as well. Yeah. So, the Bengals, it would be a, a boon for the Bengals to be able to do that. That would be yeah, Brett Veach-esque. I mean, also, it would kind of be like the, the Bengals team-building strategy is just like, let's take Saints players that yeah. are too expensive for the Saints now. Drew Brees? Alvin Kamara. Wasn't as high Might on be an list, upgrade in the arm see. strength. Oh, wow. That's just, pretend like it, just pretend like it didn't happen. Where were you? I Solak and I were laughing. There was a, a pass where Joe Burrow kind of in the Super Bowl, we kind of skipped one about nine yards. One oh, I remember it. Sticks. I remember it. And Solak and I just looked at each other. We didn't have to say anything, but we did. We just like, it's a shame we're wasting here for that. There'd be no, there's no cheering in the press box unless Ruiz could have seen the nine yard skipped pass. Oh, I would have cheered. I would have <laughs> cheered. I had a, I had a meme ready for that moment, and I. This is a testament to Joe Burrow and how good he is. I didn't send the tweet because I was afraid that they would win the Super Bowl and I would get old old takes exposed. It was like a, a picture of uh, Christian Bale looking at the Batman suit and said it like it had me over Christian Bale and Joe Burrow arm jokes over the Batman suit. I was very proud of it. Didn't get to send it. Hmm. Well, there's always next year. Oh, I sent it like a week later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I missed it. I missed it. Just like you missed more assassinating <laughs> your character. Um, all right. This is for you, Stephen. Most, quarter, most likely quarterback to play for the Carolina Panthers in 2022. <sighs> who cares? Like, who cares at this point? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be one, it's going to be either Kirk Cousins or it's going to be, and I'm already forgetting his name and it's probably a defense mechanism, but Pickett from Pitt. I already forget his first name. Kenny Pickett. It's going to be one of those two. Or somehow it's going to be Will Greer, the guy they drafted like three years ago in the third round for no reason at all. And he never played. Whatever they got to do to move on from this regime, that's what I'm rooting for. I really want Malik Willis, but I don't want him to be coached by this coaching staff. And I fear they're going to ruin him. And I don't really want to get pulled back in. I think emotionally, I'd be invested if they drafted Willis. And I really don't want that. Nora, do you have anything to improve upon the Panthers fans saying who cares who plays quarterback in 2022? That's a tough scene. Um, I think I, I worry about Kenny Pickett exclusively because of his last name. I would just be so nervous to draft a quarterback whose last name included Pick. Yeah. He gave it to That's a pretty good cents. Miami. He gave it to a pretty good Miami team as a freshman in 2017. They lost last year. Um, I haven't actually done full scouting. I don't really start scouting prospects till the combine because I'm just all about athleticism. So we'll see. If it, if the guys if there's actually so it appears that there's going to be no boycott, but if there was, that would be a tough scene for me because almost all of my scouting is done by athleticism numbers and I flow through there. So Hopefully, all the combine goes smoothly. All right. Let me defend my Panthers fandom first. I'm not like, a, I'm not a, an overly cynical Panthers fan right now. All oh, Panthers yeah. fans feel Why like Why would this. anybody think that? Why would anybody think that? 
I got invited onto a Panthers podcast tomorrow. And the person that DM'd me, this is how they, they asked me. They said, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about the bum-ass Panthers? And this is like one of the most optimistic like podcasters out there. Yeah. We're sick of this as fans. You're sick? You're sick? All right. Um, team most likely to be declared to have won the offseason after the, after the draft and free agency. We're talking in July. We're saying this team improved the most. It's a totally narrative award. Nora, what are you going with? I think it's the Chargers. Mm. Got a lot of cap space. They'll pick late, but it'll be some like non-premium position guy that that everybody gets excited about because they'll have put up good numbers in college and and we'll, we'll just feel good. There's going to be good vibes. Mm. It's always the Chargers. The Chargers always suck people in. But the Chargers have done a nice job in the past as well. Like last year. I, got, I agree. Yeah. They got Corey Lindsley. They got Matt Filer. Like they, is, they've made some a, jobs. A great head coach. Great head mm. coach. Mm. So is, is are you saying that implicit in this is like... No. I, I'm saying... Team most likely to be declared to have won the offseason and then be proven to have not won the no, offseason? No. It, it, it's, it's, I don't think... I think the Chargers were seen as having done the right process last year. I think the Bengals... Yeah, and I, I, I think that's going to continue. I think the Bengals, if they just acquire like three offensive linemen, people are going to be like, bang up jog by Duke Tobin. Done. It's a low bar. It's a low bar for them. I'll you tell you, it's, it's going to be the Jets. Yes. It's yes. Always, Four picks in the, the first 38. Tons of cap space. Low bar. Go ahead, the Steven. They're going to draft Mike Williams. He's going to yeah. catch like 60 passes and four touchdowns. They're going to draft a pass rusher or, or uh, sign a pass rusher that gets like mm-hmm. five sacks. They're going to sign a running back to too much money. And they're going to go four and 13 again. And they're going to draft a quarterback the year after. It's the, it's the same thing the Jets have been doing for like, it's been three-year cycles of the same thing over and over again. It's going to continue. Well, and then then people can do all of that stuff and and tack on at the end. Plus, it's kind of like they just yeah. got Carl Lawson. Yeah. It's like, they're go- it's like yes, a 100%. It's they like did that with CJ Mosley and then he opted out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Chargers are going to get like, one field stretcher and yeah. guys like Steven Ruiz are gonna. So I, I think it's oh, I'm already have there. some thoughts about <laughs> it. There. It's easy for the uh it's easy for the Jets to win the offseason because they have so many holes that they can just get whoever and people are like the Jets just stacking talent. And so it's easier. Like the the Chargers have more refined needs. The Bengals have more refined needs. I'd say all all three of those are are in the mix. Um We'll see how it goes. Steve, remember how mad Jets fans were you at, at were with you a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I was just about to like do a call back to that and say they should uh, go after Jameis Winston, but I don't think they would have taken that very kindly. If you ever, I think I sent this to you. Jets fans ratioed me to hell like three years ago because on Rosillo I said that the Jets were wasting Sam Darnold and that Adam Gase was bad, and I just like to revisit that. It was like thousands. Of replies, and I, I like to visit revisit that every once in a while. Like the problem, well, you were not, wrong. It was the other way around, in my opinion. Sam Darnold wasted the Jets. <laughs> no, wasted Adam Gase. Oh. He should get another shot. I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> I think he should get another shot. Give him one more shot. Adam Gase, innocent. Um, <laughs> I just, I feel bad because listen, I don't want to get into the Jets thing. I think the Jets will one day be better than they currently are, but it's just, it's, it's a franchise problem, and so like I think Jets fans want to be optimistic. Unlike the Panthers fans, they want to be optimistic and they just can't get there because there's just there's just roadblocks there. So I don't 
I, I don't I feel bad when when Jets fans, you know, get mobilizing the internet and say things that I think that are going to be proven untrue because it's just the, the Jets need to, to get out of neutral as a franchise. That, that's my whole take on on getting yelled at by Jets fans. It's like I, almost, I think Jets fans are good. Yeah. I like I, Jets I, fans that's my like take. It's like they're just stuck in this in this purgatory. And like I understand why they argue for the things that they argue for, but like I just, just don't think it's gonna work out for them in the short term. That's my take. I like Jets fans. If I if I Me like too. I'd rather be a Jets fan than a Giants fan just from a vibe standpoint. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like my, I assume that my, my eventual children would grow up in the, in the tri-state area and I would, I would funnel them towards Jets fandom. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's like 30 other teams you could choose. You don't have to choose one of those two. Yeah, I'm a big local guy. I don't know if you've, yeah, it's, if you've gotten that vibe from fun. me. Is that, I root for the Orlando Magic University of Miami because I'm extremely, I'm a hyper-local fan. I'm not trying to be a DC guy who roots the Carolina Panthers like you. I have no, I have no rebuttal. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. It's a good All point. Right. It was a good burn. I feel like I, you I, felt when, when Sam Howell owned you in public. God, I'm still a little mad about it. I'm still a little mad about it. Um, who won that game, by the way? It's, but it's yeah, healthy UNC. that you're admitting it now. UNC did it. UNC, uh, one, they, uh, they, they got a tipped interception uh, on the final drive. Oh, well, I, was trying to, I was trying to make you feel bad about Miami losing. Yeah, but it was everything, everything was fine because after losing to Florida State, they hired Mario Cristobal, and now they're spending tons of money. They got embarrassed into being good, which is the, really the only way to do it. Shame is the only motivator in this world. Take notes, Jets fans. This has been the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. We'll be back next week. Thank you to Stefan Anderson for production help, additional production supervision by Arjuna Ramkipol.